Hi, I'm Yuval Brisker, and this is a jolt of Uvelocity. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Action. Yuval, we are back. How are you? I'm good, Jay. How are you? Doing great, thanks. Doing great. It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon here in Southern California. I just gave my dog a nice bath and she smells great. So I can't complain. It's a good day. And I'm in Lisbon, Portugal, in my upteenth hometown, uh, after a phenomenal Sunday where I actually went to the beach and oh, took, nice. took two dive, deeping, dipping dives into the Atlantic. Pretty cold. And oh yeah, what's the temperature? It's like 16 degrees Celsius. I don't know if that means anything to you. Yeah, do a quick calculation. But uh, <laughs> I went to this beautiful town called Kashkaish. Oh yeah. The, and uh, and it's it's urban beach, which is kind of you know kind of urban, low end urban, small town. And then uh, I had dinner with a friend in one of the great seafood restaurants in the world, in my mind. Um, like one of the greats. Can't say what the What's name is. What's the name of it? No, no, no. Oh. No. Uh, yeah. All right. Can't Gotta tell the audience. Secret. Sorry, it's a secret. I don't want it to be swamped. <laughs> it's already pretty popular, but I don't really don't want to tell the world. I'll tell you after the show. Sounds good. Yeah, but it was one Sounds of the great. greats. And then here I am with you. And I'm looking out great. onto the River Tagus, the Teju. And uh, it's a beautiful, it was a beautiful day. Cool. Well, I think maybe you'll be inspired then because my idea for today's episode is a little different than the normal conversations that we have. I'm, I have a list of um, about 12 items in front of me and the the topic is the most influential. So I'm going to say a topic um, and you're going to respond with the most influential association with that topic. And we'll see how it goes. And uh, if you're ready, I'll, 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 I'll just rapid fire here. Sure, I'm ready. But let's uh, make it clear that I'm not prepared. You are not prepared. And that's and that's what I like about it. But also, if you'd like to pass on a question, um, because the most influential is a pretty important thing. So uh, just let me know. I don't know, know what the categories are, and I don't know what the topics are. So just so the audience <laughs> knows that this is kind of a quizzy situation. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think it'll be and fun. You look like you're enjoying yourself already. I am. I am. Um, okay, so... Let's start here. So the most influential job you've ever had. Uh, the one I'm on in right now, uh, which in my case is, is being CEO of a, of a technology startup, which I've been doing for the last too many years to count. Um, and this is my third iteration of that job. Um, but that's, you know, I've had a lot of, I, I think that if the question is what's the most influential I've been job I've had that has had influence, 
then absolutely this. And it started, you know, with my job as the CEO of Toa. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, continues on today as the CEO of Alvier, which is, you know, um, I think an incredibly interesting venture that will, I think, have a lot of impact on the world ultimately. Um, but it already has impact on the people who work for it. <laughs> So in the, in the area of influence, you know, I think it, yeah. uh, my, the things that I've done have actually had a lot, as CEO of the companies that I've led, have had a lot of influence. And uh, and I can actually even go further and say, you know, I think I've saved lives and, and helped lives. You yeah. Know? So I, I, I feel that it's it's been a very rewarding job for me so far and it's still somewhat the beginning of this one so we'll see where it goes cool all right so the next thing the most influential hobby that you've developed that's outside of work but that has steered your life i'm not really a hobby person in the word like so the classic sense of the word but i think uh outside uh my professional life i've the the most uh significant um um involvement that i've had has been with music Mm. and particularly with the world of classical music um but I would say music in general, but definitely classical music in specificity. Um, I have dedicated a good chunk of my uh, free time when I have it, and definitely a lot of my sort of heart and soul to. I'm on the board of the Cleveland Orchestra, and I, which is a very important orchestra, a very successful orchestra, global, globally. And, uh, and it's been a very, you know, rewarding, again, rewarding thing. And I think rewarding to me is always not how much I take, but how much I have the opportunity to give. Uh, and so there's, I've had an opportunity to, you know, to, to give and to, you know, receive, but, but really to give of my own, you know, talents and, and there've been a good reception on their side and, on that side and uh so it's it's been a fantastic quote-unquote hobby yeah no hey i i I like the way that you twisted that the the hobby that's that's exactly what i was looking for so let's stay on uh let's stay on the topic of music the most influential uh musician in your life come on you should know that joni joni mitchell 100 percent Easy answer. Not, I thought not, that you were going to go not even some close. sort of maestro. No. You know, uh, you, you heard, you know, I, and, and further reflection too, you know, it's like, I st- I, I'm a very, you know, like the, the value and the wisdom and the pleasure and the, you know, just the multitude of, of uh, you know, of, uh, of depth of learning and, and experience and emotion that I've felt from that music uh, and the learning, you know, and the learning and the, uh, and the, and the sort of deepening of 
you know, living and life, life, live, life experience and living from Joni Mitchell's future, new music to me is unparalleled. Um, that's why I'm such a strong proponent. I don't think she's still not as, you know, uh, known to the, to, to the greater public as she, even though she's gotten a huge amount of accolades in the last 10 years, she's still not known to most people. And so I think that's a big, you know, it's a big gap. But it's funny because mm. I was also watching uh, Elton John gave his last concert yesterday night, 330th concert on this farewell tour that apparently is, has, has made more money than any tour in history, $970 million. Um, yeah, almost a billion dollars. And I was thinking back to the fact that I was a very early Elton John fan too. And, you know, while I'm less, like, I don't think he developed in the sort of the same way as Joni Mitchell did. Uh, I was an early fan of his and I, and then listening to his kind of playing his last concert, I, I saw two clips from it. I was, you know, I was thinking how great of a, you know, a musician and, and, and talent and, you know, entertainer uh and uh performer he has been you know and how you know his music is so is so it's so classic already um everybody knows it and every and it's already probably the fourth generation of people who you know probably know his music and can sing a good chunk of his songs you know whether it's you know your song yeah rocket man or you know like stuff like that um that you know Elton's up there. And okay, he had, next quir- one. he had a quirky life, an interesting life, right? They all yep. do, by the way, because when you get to that level of stature and, and, and fame and, and notoriety and, I don't know, kooky, kooky moneyness, they, you, they have a, <laughs> you have an out there life. Yeah. Um, next question. Yeah, what, what, which one should we go next here? This one's kind of interesting. The most influential moment in history that you've been alive for that you can remember. Wow. 9-11. I was going to say the same exact thing. I mean... Or is in New York City for it, yeah. 9-11, no doubt. You know, it's the day that kind of ended the American century. Mm-hmm. And, uh... And I was in New York. Oh, you were? Oh, yeah. I was living in yeah. the East Village. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty monumental. It was. <laughs> how, can I, how can I put it? I don't think there's anything in my life, you know, and I was Israeli, so I had a, I experienced some wars, so I could say that they were not, they were pretty big. And, you know, but, and there were... There were all sorts of crazy things that happened, you know. I remember like historical events, um, like the assassinations or the, you know, mm-hmm. or, the, or the Columbia disaster, or you know, all these kinds of like moments, you know, boom, 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 Berlin Wall falling down, coming down. You weren't even born. I was not. Yeah. But I, I. But I remember those. I would... and 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 I. I didn't experience them in the same kind of highly personal way. It was very kind of mediated through television. But 9-11, I was there 
And I remember it very, very, very well. I remember every detail of that day. I think most Americans do. Yeah. I remember, you know, I always say it was the one time in my life that I was in a place with a few other million people that they were all thinking exactly the same thing at exactly the same time. And that was when the second plane hit, hit the second tower. They were all thinking, oh shit, we're fucked. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I actually surveyed people because I realized we must have been all thinking exactly the same thing. We were, we're screwed. <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember that kind of sense of panic. Yeah. Like, and then I was, my, my apartment was, had a direct view of the Empire State Building. Oh. And I could just sit there and I sat there and I looked at it waiting for the third plane to hit it. There wasn't one coming, but yeah. my first thought was, oh, that's next. Yeah. Tough. Yeah. So that's um, the most, you know, monumental, influential, mom- historical moment. Yeah. This. All right. So I think, I think these next few are going to be a little more rapid fire, which is my intention here. So most influential movie. Apocalypse Now. And I have a lot of influential movies. I have a lot of influential films. You know, I studied film. Mm. Um, But Apocalypse Now, the two films that have changed my life uh, from my sense of, like, understanding the, the, the power of cinema is Apocalypse Now and 2001 Space Odyssey. Those two films, you know, like they awoke me to to the power of films and movies and cinema and made me a big cinema lover. And yeah, I was a kid. I was a kid when I saw two thousand and one, but I remember it very very well. Okay, next one. Most influential book you've read. Hmm. That's a tough one. I think about the most influential. I think when I think of influential, I think the book that opened me up to the idea, to the power of again, to that. It's like the movies. It's the thing, the one that I remember that kind of shifted my sense of you know, you know, the possibilities of writing and and great literature, mm. great write, great writing. And there would be a few of those, but I would say the first one that kind of completely jolted me must have been like uh, The World According to Garp by John Irving. Ever heard of it? Never, never heard of that. Look it up. But yeah, I'm writing it down. The world according to Garp. Uh, yeah, it was uh, an incredibly funny and interesting and profound and satirical and sad, tragic mm-hmm. view of life. Very funny, very well written, very theatrical. I would say almost like circus like in a way. And, you know, I would say. Uh, carnivalesque like a big carnival of life 
really and 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 macabre you know great book two great books three you know john irving great american writer still with us um wrote a bunch of great 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 books and you know and i read them all it was uh you know it was the world it was the world according to garb the hotel new hampshire <laughs> the cider house rules and um oh my god i can't believe i'm free I'm, I'm, I'm blanking out a prayer for owen meany <sighs> wow those four books write them down I will. We'll you throw them in the show you, notes too. You want you want to you want to have something you read over the summer and enjoy it and laugh, and also cry. Those are those books: World According to Garp, Hotel New Hampshire, uh, Cider House Rules, and Prayer for Owen Meany. So I would consider those the most influential books that I read. And and then there was a lot well, of others. A lot I read. I, there was a period yeah. I was reading a lot. Okay, so this next one is the most influential mentor you've had. Mm. And a bit bit different than, you know, so let's say the most influential person in your life, but, you know, mentor, someone who I guess on the professional side, career side. Yeah, because I think that those can be two different people. I would say I... I the most influential mentor for me was influential, but, you know, I mean, I would say wasn't like mythic. Mm. But I had a mentor in, in, at, at Toa named Israel Neve, who was an, an advisor to me and also a mentor. And he was pretty influential. I mean, his, the way he, was, he, the way he thought, thought about things and, you know the way he saw everything through numbers and could read numbers and tell a story and conviction and something about the spirit. Yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, the, the advice he gave me, you know, were very important in the period of my, of my growth, my sort of professional, uh, maturation. Yeah, um, no, that's perfect. I so, think I think people have a lot of mentors along the way too. So it was right. a bit of a loaded he question. Was very, but, he was very yeah. critical, and it came at a critical moment, and was very pivotal. But I had a lot of mentors, starting from the army days. I had a lot of mentors. Yeah, and I, and totally. I always figured out, you know, who I should listen to, and then I listened. All right, the most influential place in the world for you and i would i would preface this by saying it can't be a place you live but a place that you visited that has left an impact on you and this kind of goes to another part which is the most most influential culture that you've embodied or or experienced um it's two questions it, yeah i feel like yeah let's let's see where you go with that and that's too hard for me. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a global person. I'm a world traveler. I, I have a feeling of belonging almost everywhere I go. 
and uh, and I see the world as a, as a big one big place with many you know permutations. So mm-hmm. the most influential place that I would say has been you know impactful in my life is the planet Earth. <laughs> hey, it's a good answer. Can't, can't because with that. because but but you know I mean that's kind of facetious but but uh but but I, I but it was, but I'm I'm not saying that to be facetious and I'm not saying that to be clever. I'm just saying that to say that you know I love you know I love almost play everywhere I go. It has to be a really bad place for me not to like it. I always can find good qualities in everywhere I go. Um, but when I think of one city that I love more than any other city in the world, because it has had, has had a huge impact on me on so many levels, mm-hmm. it would have to be Paris. Okay. I'm going to double down on this next part because we had a conversation before we hit the record button that I think this will parlay really well into. So Paris being the most impactful place and then the most impactful technology that's been developed in your lifetime. And maybe a little story to go along with it. We were talking about the iPhone, probably. Yeah, yeah, I mean, let's face it, the most that's been the most influential thing that's happened to humankind in, you know, God knows in a century. Probably, you know, since the, the since the, the emergence of the television, but more so, you know. Uh, yeah, and I think you're referring to the fact that I that I ran over my phone on a bike in Paris <laughs> on the way to a to a dinner, um, and and smashed the screen to the point where it wasn't actually working, and I and I panicked because I was on my own on the on the way to a restaurant uh, for dinner. And, uh, and I realized I was helpless, completely, utterly helpless without my phone. I couldn't use the phone. Suddenly I didn't have a map to go to the restaurant. I didn't have a phone to call the restaurant. I couldn't text the people that I was going to meet. I didn't have, you know, my, my, my Uber. I had no Uber to get the hell out of there and find it. I couldn't actually, you know, end the, the, the ride, ride on my bike. I didn't have, I couldn't, I didn't have access to Google Maps. I mean, everything suddenly collapsed <laughs> in one fell swoop. And I suddenly realized, wow, I am super dependent on this, po- on this phone. Not that, I, that we don't know it. But when something like that happens in a foreign city in the middle of the night, when you're on a bicycle, <laughs> you have a different sense of like your dependency on your phone. You don't have a map. You don't know. You, you don't have. You don't. I didn't even carry money because I used my Apple Pay. I mean, yeah. it was it was it was pretty it was pretty out there. Suddenly, I realized everything that I do, you know, kind of a very basic level, I'm doing it somehow connected to my phone so that's the biggest most influential most powerful yeah. and of course you know the addictions to the phone and the, you know but i also you told know, you the- that i got a new phone and then i decided to take a step towards you know uh uh, uh sobriety 
by disconnecting all notifications except for, for, that, for the messaging applications. So all the other notifications that are basically, you know, popping up all the time and, you know, dying for your attention and addicting you, all those, I, I turned them off. Okay. Act, of, act of courage. Yep. Yep. So there's actually, I, I watched this movie the other day on Amazon Prime about the guys who created the Blackberry. It's, it's super, it's super cool. I, w I would um, highly recommend it. But there's one scene where they the entire kind of engineer team is sitting and watching. Um, I think it's Steve Jobs unveil the iPhone. And they're all, they're all just, they have this like, again, this like, oh shit moment where the entire, you know, design of the phone was flipped on its head, no keyboard. Um, and to that point, the whole thing around the Blackberry was to have the keyboard. And so it's, it's, it's one of the coolest like scenes in a movie I've seen in a, in a long time. Highly suggest, highly suggest watching it. I was around when the Blackberry was still, you know, the main business, you know, tool for, yeah. for like for connected professionals. And the idea and it, was of, a, it was a status symbol a little bit. Oh, yeah, because not it, was, it yeah. was not like the, the 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 other revolution of the smartphone, the iPhone and the, and the Android that came right after it, you know, within a year or two um, was that it made it accessible. People who never had a smartphone or a, a typing mm. device before suddenly had access to it. And, uh, yeah, the, um, the change there was humongous because for people who had the keyboard, they could not fathom how they would live without that keyboard. And, you know, to type on glass? Ooh, what? Yeah. It's a ridiculous thought. And then, you yeah. know, and then Steve Steve Jobs just said, hey, they'll get used to it. <laughs> and he was right. Yeah. And not only that, yeah, and not only that the people got used to it, they also found, you know, why it's it's actually, you know, better. More flexible. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't I don't want to ruin the entire movie. And I, I actually I, I really highly suggest that everyone and, and and you watch it because it was just a really cool story but they go and try and mimic the iphone and that's and that was when their point of inflection where it all started to go downhill uh but yeah, really no, interesting I, they, they they lost they lost the game yeah they yeah just straight loss they lost the game they were at the top of the game and they lost the game yeah crushed them they were gone within two years. Gone. They were the root. They they ruled the roost. Them and Nokia ruled the roost, and they were destroyed. Both companies didn't know how to didn't know how to respond to the iPhone. Crazy. Um, next, we actually next did... influential question. So, I. The last one that I have here, and I think it's a good one to wrap it up, actually, is the most influential person in your life. Ever? 
Ever. Tignan Han. Who we've spoken about in previous episodes too. Yeah. You you got you got you got everything you got you can get out of me. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh that that's perfect. Tignan Han. We, I mean, you know, he's been the most uh yeah, influential person in my life. Thanks very much for listening to A Jolt of You Velocity, my podcast that will be published every month on the last Wednesday of every month on all the platforms. And looking forward to seeing you again as we explore all the different things that Jay has in store for us. Thanks to Jay Sailing and see you soon. For more information, visit us at uvelocity.com where you can find transcripts of these podcasts and other articles and thoughts that you might find useful. Uvelocity.com. That's Y-U-V-A-L-O-C-I-T-Y dot com. <laughs>